Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they want to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people who make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this organization. Today, my guest is Chrissy Swenson of Great Base Services, located in Dover, New Hampshire. Welcome, Chrissy. I'm so happy to have you as my guest today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. First of all, what I'd love to have you do is tell us a little bit about Great Base Services, um, who they are, what they do, and your role there. Um, so Great Base Services is a... Uh, 501c3 nonprofit here in Dover. So we're in, we're in Dover and we also have a location in Sanford, Maine as well. Um, we have been around for 68 years in the Dover, Portsmouth, Newington area. And we work directly with uh, mentally and physically disabled adults, also people with the, that are on the autism spectrum and um, other forms of disabilities as well. And so we do everything from working directly with them with direct support professionals um, that take them out in the community and do volunteering or other community-based activities. And we also, in our main location, do job supports where we go with our participants to their jobs that they have acquired um, with with help from our case managers or whether they've done it independently, um, I'm pretty sure as well. And um, we make sure that they are able to do their job, um, stay on task, or that they're as proficient as they can be. That's great. Um, what a great service to provide to the, the communities, the 10 communities that we support. But you also, I mean, Great Bay Services provides, what is the reach that you provide to? So we provide to, um, Stratford County, Rockingham County, York County, and Cumberland counties. Yeah. Um, those are the four counties that we service. Yeah, that's a big area, really big area. So how fortunate are we to have those great services available to the local residents um, in New Hampshire and in Maine? Yes. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So let's get started knowing a little learning a little bit about you and uh, how you how you got to Great Bay. So where did you grow up? Um, I'm actually from Dover. I've lived in Dover almost my entire life. Um, and I had been told about this position um, by a friend who had gotten a job here as a direct support professional. And I have worked at Great Bay now for four years. Um, three, well, almost for, well, okay. So for the majority of those four years, I was working as a direct support professional, um, which is the person who is out in the community doing the tasks with the participants we provide services for. Um, And then I got a promotion in January, well, basically the end of December, beginning of January, uh, to also be the communications and outreach coordinator. Um, so I am in a special position. Um, as far as I'm aware, there's been nobody who's been in our communications um, d- 
department that was originally a direct support professional. Um, so I have been re working really hard on making sure that people are aware of who we are and the things that make all of our participants so unique and the strengths that they have. And that it's not just their disabilities that they have. They have all of these different things that make them amazing. Um, and I'm also still a part-time DSP one day a week um, that I work with a one-on-one -on -one participant. Wow, you're a busy lady. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, um, what are your parents' first names? Um, my mother's first name is Debbie and my dad's first name is Scott. And do they live locally as well? Um, I am actually a single mom and I live with my mother. Um, I have a child who has ADHD and some sensory disorders as well. So um, she has been a great assistant to that. Um, and my dad does not live super close. He used to live in um, like somewhere in Cumberland County be honest my brain is not remembering the name of the place right in this moment um but now he lives up over um in new durham oh nice that's a nice community as well and that's not real far away so that's great really far away anymore he was two and a half hours so this is significantly closer oh that's <laughs> great well i'm glad to hear that um Tell me a little bit about your parents. Um, did your dad grow up in a big family? Did your mom grow up in a big family? Um, no. So um, I grew up in here in Dover, but my parents both had very small families. Um, my dad's from Whitefield, New Hampshire. Um, and my mom originally was from Virginia. Oh my goodness. And, but she grew up starting from when she was like an early teenager in Portsmouth. Wow. Um, and um, so both of them have had small families. Um, we have a very, very small family because of people passing um, yeah. over the years, but um, yeah, we're just not that many of us, but we're here I, and we're still kicking. I love it. Uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of work did your folks do? What, what did your dad do? What does your dad do for work? Uh, my dad is a senior systems administrator. Uh, for a company that I don't know the name of right this moment because my brain doesn't hold on to things like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, he recently switched uh, jobs after being at a job for like 11 years. So I don't remember the name yeah. of the company. Um, and my mother is a uh, receptionist at a doctor's office. Nice. That's great. And do you have any other siblings? I do. I have a brother who's four and a half years older than me. Um, and he is a mechanic in a place that begins with a B right this moment. My brain it's fine. can't remember town names at all. For the it doesn't matter. Sorry. Doesn't matter. That's okay. So you're, he, you said he's four years older or you're four years older? He's four and a half years older than me. Um, so I am going to be 29 soon. So he is... 33, 34. Sure. So you guys didn't, I mean, you obviously grew up together, um, but if like he was in high school when you were just coming in to like high school, elementary school was yes. different, but 
that's most people who have siblings that are older than them by any kind of significant amount usually have some kind of turmoil in some point of their growing up. Well, my brother and I are, were actually a, an anomaly of that because of the fact that we didn't fight until we were adults. <laughs> and now we don't get along that great. <laughs> but Aww, that's too some bad. days we do, some days we don't. <laughs> but, you know, that's life. That's right. Families are always tough. I agree. I totally agree. Growing up, were you active in school? Did you, did you belong? Did you, did you have any, did you do any sports? Um, any extracurricular? Um, so growing up, I, um, I was active in like choir and I did like the school musicals and variety show when I got to high school. Um, for a little while, I had sang with a small local band um, that had been uh, around for a little while, but they are no longer together. Um, I was not an athletic person. I'm still not an athletic person, barely. Um, my hand-eye coordination is not great, um, but I got so used to... What kind of music did you sing? Um, so... I, I'm very versatile. I, so I had sung obviously in school stuff. So we sang everything from like classical songs to musicals. So I was in everything from Oliver Twist to Aladdin. Um, and I also um, had the band that I had sung with was a rock band. So I sang with them. Nice. <laughs> I did backups. And so. do you still sing? Are you still um, a little bit, mostly to myself. Um, I had let someone a long time ago crush my uh, spirits on it. And I've slowly been working myself back there because hey. life is a journey and you never know where it's going to lead you. And sometimes we all have setbacks, but it depends on where you go afterwards. Absolutely. Oh, good for you. I'm glad to hear that you're getting back out there and, and getting, getting singing again. It sounds like you had a real passion for it. I very much do. Um, my voice and sound has changed a lot though after not singing for a few years. Sure. Um, it actually was to the point that I didn't actually listen to music for a few years at all, unless I was in a situation where I needed to yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have that control. Um, I actually mostly listen to audiobooks. I'm a bibliophile, so I love books. Oh, nice. So you, what, what's, what book are you reading right now? Um, I actually do audiobooks because I have ADHD and sitting and reading a book just isn't something I can do very well. Um, <laughs> so I am currently actually re-listening to a few different ones because the fact that I was waiting for new books to come out that I've been wanting. So you can read or listen to multiple books and not get them confused? No, because of the fact that, so where they're audiobooks, they have different voices. So the different voice actors make it really easy for me not to forget. Um, and I try to listen to ones where the storyline is different enough that I don't um, get them confused. I love that. I think audio, for me, audio is, because I'm in a car so much of the time that audiobooks are just great for me to listen to. So I, I hear what you're saying. I, I love audio. It seems the best, um, the best option for me. Me too. 
um, I had struggled to learn to read because of my own um, perception issues and learning inabilities, um, which has made it so. I think that I'm in a unique position, like I said, for my job, that I'm not necessarily what people always assume somebody in this position would be. Like I have a child with ADHD and sensory issues. So lately I've been trying to do posts about like, um, actually where this past holiday weekend, um, I tried to do post of, hey, not everybody's okay with fireworks. And if you are in a situation where you find yourself in the lucky position of being like, oh, I'm having a party and I'm going to have fireworks. If you could let other people know ahead of time so they can have the tools that they need or they have warning to know whether or not they are going to stay once it becomes dark or um, the, the noise suppressing headphones um, or people with like social anxiety or people with, that get overstimulated based off of physical people or noises or whatever, um, that yes, it is very, very hard to not just wander off and, because you need that space to make sure that if you do feel the need to separate yourself from a situation that you have someone who is a safe distance away from you that knows that you need the space, but is still, you're still with an eyesight because a lot of people go, oh, I told this person where I was going. And that's great, except for the fact that if they're not there, if they're not close enough, then they can't help you if a problem occurs. Right. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting um, observation. I, it's something that I, have to, I hadn't really thought about. That's very interesting. And and like a lot of fireworks, you're right. Fireworks aren't for everyone and they, people react to them differently. So like, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be somebody who has auditory hypersensitivity. It could be somebody who is a veteran who has PTSD or someone who um, had any kind of trauma where it involves some kind of loud noise. Oh, Um, and so for me, I was like, this is just a no brainer putting this out there like, hey, people might not think of it. Um, Absolutely. Just like uh, one of the, I did like a series of um, informational images. And one of them was that uh, not to block uh, disability uh, disability access points. So that would be um, ramps, that would be elevators. It would also be uh, those handicapped parking spots. Because I know with a lot of people when they're doing fireworks, they're like, oh, there's an empty spot, I'm gonna take it. But they, they don't think of the fact that because they took up that spot, that someone who is unable to access that point at any other right. spot is not able to get to what they need. Yeah, um, so true. So I... Yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for mentioning that and sharing that because it's something that I truly never, I never even thought about that and how someone with, or anyone um, may have something that would, that, that would trigger for them. So thank you for that. I appreciate you sharing that. You're welcome. Chrissy, what was your very first job? My very first job was, um, 
my very first paid job was I worked at Market Basket in Summersworth. Um, but when I was growing up, my mom worked at Children's Orchard in Newington. Um, and so I was there a lot. Um, and it was one of those things where I technically learned some job skills throughout my time there because of the fact that I just was there all the time. Um, my first job was at Market Basket being a cashier. And what was it that you learned at that job that you've taken with you to up every other position that you've, you've held since then? Um, I actually learned my strengths and weaknesses more at that job than I did anything else. Um, because of the fact that, like I said, I had the, the already, I already kind of had the social background of working, uh, not working, but like being around people who worked in retail. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always been social and I've always been the person that is like, oh, this person's just having a hard day. Um, so I never took out the people who were upset or frustrated personally, unlike a lot of people, some people do when they're trying to work retail, they take every little slight or every little frustration from different people as a personal offense instead of, you know what, you don't know what's going on in their lives. You just have to let it go. You're going to see them for 30 seconds. So true. So true. But um, I also learned that my visual, what is the word? So my ability to find things on a busy screen has gotten a lot better since then. But at that time, it was not that great. Um, and so it's one of those things where it showed me the things that I would need to work on to be better in whatever field I ended up going into. I love that. That's great. And, and what is it about um, Great Bay Services? How did you get from Market Basket to Great Bay Services? It seems like kind of a big jump a big jump. So I, um, so I'd worked at Market Basket and then I worked at the Wooden Spoon when it was open. Oh, my camera just went purple. <laughs> now it's not, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, then I worked at the Wooden Spoon when the Wooden Spoon was open. I was their hostess for a little while. Um, and then I ended up working at what is now Ford Merchandise in Dover. Um, I don't know if you know what they are. They're a screen printing company. I was in their customer service department and um, I was a receptionist as well, kind of thing. Um, not that many people came into the front, but it was nice to have somebody there in case somebody did come in. When I got this promotion, I actually was working two jobs. I was working at Great Bay as a DSP and I was working at Children's Orchard running their one online store. Yes. It come, every age comes with, with different challenges. Oh, absolutely. And in the pandemic, this has all been no slew of challenges. <laughs> absolutely. I'm a grandmother of um, triplets and they just turned 14. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand challenges. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> They're lovely and I enjoy every, every single minute with them. But um, they, it's a... It, it, they're, they're 14 teenagers are certainly challenging more challenging than I remember <laughs> <laughs> I bet they are and times have probably changed since you were you had children that were oh, 14 yes. yeah. so that must play a role as well absolutely absolutely uh -huh. so tell me what it is, is 
about what you're doing today at, at Great Bay Services that you love. You just, that's what keeps you there. Over the course of the last four years, I have learned a lot of things. It's one of those things where you are with a group of people every single day for hours at a time. And here at Great Bay, we switch around like who has who on what days just to make it so people aren't too overly attached to someone in case they get sick or they find a different job or something like that. So it makes it so you you learn to adapt to different personalities and different disabilities in different ways. And everybody forms different connections with different people, which I think is wonderful because some of my favorite people are not my coworkers' favorite people um, and so on. Um, and so one of my favorite things about the fact that I'm in this unique position of being able to be a DSP and be communications and outreach is I can share with everyone on whatever means of communication they can get a hold of me on about the things that they just don't know. I am I'm somebody who I love knowledge. So I love giving people knowledge as well. So I have some participants that have truly impacted me in ways that you just, I can't describe fully with words. I have stories that people will be like, no way. <laughs> and then I have other ones where they're like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, like one of our participants is afraid of thunderstorms. Is afraid, um, of afraid of thunderstorms. Oh, and the first time I had this gentleman, when we were having a storm that was coming, we knew it was coming. Uh, they are very sensitive to the different kinds of weather patterns we have. Um, and it makes him very, very upset when he knows that it's going to be thundering or he hears thunder. And so the first time I had him, I brought him back to what we call the center, which is um, the office space of Great Bay. Um, so a lot of the time when you're a DSP, you're out in the community. Most of the time you're out in the community doing whatever, whether, like I said, whether it's volunteering or there's a plethora of things. Um, and sometimes we come back, whether it, we're having like a cooking class or something like that. And in this case, it was better to have him be upset in a building then have him be upset in the community or in my car um, because it would have, I mean, depending on how upset he got because I didn't know at the time, right. um, it could have been potentially dangerous, which is not a situation I would, I would want to happen. Um, and I remember this day very clearly because the fact that it's the day that I learned just how much he is influenced by music. A lot of our participants love music and it's a, a calming technique and a way to get them moving, obviously, and things like that. I mean, just like the rest of us. Um, and I was told this band that he absolutely loved. So I put it on on my phone and my phone was dying because <laughs> I forgot a charger or something like that. My battery just wasn't going to stay charged. And obviously I couldn't leave 
my participant to go to the car to grab it. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look up the words to this song. That is the one that you seem to want to listen to right now um, to help bring you back to what I call center. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and so I did that and I wrote down the words to the chorus and my phone died, thankfully, after I wrote down the words to the chorus. And so <laughs> I called him a whisper singer because he'll just sing, like if, if he's overly happy or overly upset or whatever, sometimes you can just hear him just whisper singing whatever song is in his head. Or sometimes it's a song that's on the radio or sometimes it's a song he heard yesterday. Oh. And um, so we just sat there and we sang the song until the thunderstorm went away. Um, and it's just one of those moments that I'll just always remember because it's, it's impactful. And oh. by the time that we got through the storm, he was calm and he was ready to face whatever else was gonna happen that day. Um, but it's stories like that, that you just can't put, you know, in a pamphlet or you can't go, oh, here it is in a social media post. That's not some, that's not something necessarily you can always right. share. Um, and oh, what a great story. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It sounds like you have lots of moments like that throughout throughout your day your week also had challenging moments because that's what happens yeah. everybody has their challenges absolutely absolutely um, that's that's great this this is a pretty loaded question go right ahead where do you see yourself personally and professionally in 10 years is a loaded question <laughs> um since i am someone where I spent a lot of time trying to live in the future that I decided that I'm going to stop living in the future because I was spending too much time focusing on the future and not enough time in the present. Um, that's something that we all do. What if, yeah, I, I, that's not a bad thing. Um, you're right, but it's also not a good thing either. So if you spend too much time focusing on the future, you miss the now, you yeah. miss where you are and who you're spending time with. And you might miss those moments, like what I was just Absolutely. talking about. Um, so true, so true. So I don't really know. I love it here at Great Bay. I have, like I've said, I've had my good days and bad days, like we all do. Um, but I know between now and then, I want people to actually know who we are because I feel like they don't. We've been around for 68 years and I am not really excited about the, uh, the level of knowledge people have about us compared to other agencies in the area where they're like, oh, are you a part of this? And I'm like, mm, nope, we're not. Thank you though. Or we're often, because our name is Great Bay, we often get mixed up with like Great Bay Community College. Um, and right now, my goal is to make sure that by the time that that 10 year mark happens, that people can go, oh yeah, 
Great Bay. Absolutely. Just like they do other community agencies that that's great. What a great goal. Um, because of the fact that we do great things. We have amazing participants. We have an amazing director and finance director and all of these people that work here. We put our hearts into what we do. We impact more than just the participants we see every day because of the fact that we impact their families and the communities around us. Um, for So every year in April, May area, we have a fundraiser that we do. And this year, it was my goal. I made a goal of making sure that people knew something about our participants. So what I did is I created awards for all of them based oh. off of their different strengths. So um, since we have two locations and I've only worked in the Dover location, I had help from DSPs in Sanford. I had help obviously from my peers. Um, and we, I did like a poll of like, what do you think would be for XYZ participant? Sure. And um, we recorded a lot of them receiving their uh, awards. I still have a couple on my desk though, because they were, there are participants that since the pandemic, they are not in, um, in physically. So I am planning on probably mailing those pretty soon, but um, I, um, we recorded them obviously, once again, with help from other DSPs. Um, and that recording went live at the beginning of our um, silent auction that we had, our virtual auction, and is still on our website if anybody wants to know anything about it. Um, and we also did a virtual art show as well um, because we have some great artists. Do you have a link on your website? Of the we do. So we it's completely attached to our website. Um, when you go to, one second, let me pull it up in front of me so I don't give you the wrong verbiage because... <laughs> That is what I would do. Um, so across the top, there's, um, if you're using it on a website, on like on a computer, it says um, get involved. And if you look, if you go down to annual auction, um, yep. our, there's a little uh, pop-out menu that comes out and it says Earth Day Participant Awards, Earth Day Vir Virtual Art Show and previous events. Um, so those are there. And there's links to all of them, or you can go to about GBS and all the way at the bottom is videos or, and there's also articles and press releases um, about Great Bay services as well um, on our website as well. Nice. Oh, I'm going to go after we, after we wrap up today, I'll, I'll go and look at the website and um, I've looked at the website before, but I didn't realize the awards. I don't remember seeing that, but I'll look for it now. That's okay. Um, there's also on our website, we started a volunteer program in our main location specifically in 2021, um, where uh, we have a wonderful volunteer coordinator, I think is her official title, who's also a senior DSP. So senior DSPs are people who've obviously been there for longer, um, and they basically are the ones that if the community supports manager or I don't remember the name of it in Sanford right this second um, are not in 
they um, refer to, they defer to that participant, uh, to that DSP or those DSPs, depending on the situation to know where to go from there. That our volunteer coordinator, I think is her name, uh, is her title. Uh, her name's Corey, and she has built this all from the bottom up herself, basically. Nice. Um, this is <laughs> this is her baby, <laughs> and um, her and our participants in that program have done, well, had done over 600 hours from October to December for volunteerism, and they ended up actually, um, we found out in April that we won the main volunteer, uh, the main governor's award for volunteerism. Um, and that information is also on our website, including yeah. a video from uh, Volunteer Maine that has uh, the, where it was a virtual event, um, the governor of um, New Hampshire. Actually it was Maine, it was the, the Maine governor. Uh, oh addressing them and thanking them along with a video from different places that they volunteered um talking about the volunteer program which is really cool oh that's great well, um we can uh, uh when we wrap up um we can ask you to give that information of how people can contact you prophecy uh, say it again because to me it just it seems that word makes it sound like you have no control over your future. And so it makes me not impressed with it because the fact that I just think that it's everybody's responsibility to take control of their life and their actions and how they can be better and how they can be better for themselves and those that they are around and their community. And so I'm gonna say prophecy. That, that works, that, that works. What makes you laugh out loud? Total belly laugh. Lots of things. I am definitely a giggler. I, I laugh a lot, but in the case where it has to do with job related things, actually, we have two participants that in Dover that I find their laughs to be infectious. <laughs> that every time I hear their laugh, I literally cannot help but laugh. Um, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. That's their cool. laughs. I, I, I have recordings of their laughs. Oh, I love that. Like, for those moments where I'm like, I just need to laugh. I literally have recordings of their laughs. Oh, that is so wonderful. What a really nice thing to do. <laughs> you know, and I think we all need that at different times in, in our, in our during the day or in our lives what a great thing to do that's so smart um what makes you really sad just totally breaks your heart what breaks my heart is knowing that people choose to discriminate against people based off of things that are not in their control so that breaks my heart whether it's how they look, how they speak, um, what they believe in, who they love. It breaks my heart because of the fact that they won't look past it. I am very, very passionate about 
believing that everyone has something that is worth knowing. Everyone has something that is worth caring about. And just because of the fact that they don't necessarily look the way you think that, that people should look or whether they don't have the ability to speak or whether they don't have the, you know what? They don't have the ability to be what they're born as. So right. it breaks my heart when people purposely make other people's lives difficult for the sake of making their lives difficult. Right. It's so true. Absolutely so true. And, you know, every, I think you said something very key is that everybody has something to share. You can learn something from every person out there. You just have to be open to it. Exactly. So, um, very good point. Well taken. I've learned a lot from our participants and that's one of them. Yes. Yes. They have taught me almost as much as I have taught them. If not more, they might've taught me more at this point. That's great. Don't lose that. <laughs> I will never lose that. I promise. What noise or sound do you love? That one's really hard. So I have been having auditory issues actually over the course of the last year. Um, so I wasn't actually really able to hear for a little while. Um, not to the extent that I was before. It always sounded like I was underwater. My child's voice. I think that that's the one that I'm going to choose. Say that one more time. My child's voice. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Yep, yeah. that's the one I choose. That, that would, yeah, gives you a warm feeling. I love that. Even when they're not happy with me. <laughs> even when the, it's less than pleasant, even when it's two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, go back to sleep. <laughs> but I'm going to choose that one. I like that one. Um, tell me what noise or sound just drives you crazy. You hear it and you go, oh my gosh, stop. Oh, that one, that one is, that one is a hard choice between what ones I don't like. Um, <laughs> I have a very unpopular opinion that I do not like the sounds of video games. Oh. The background music, um, it makes me go insane. Literally, it, it makes me want to leave the room. Yes. Like I have never liked it ever. Um, I'm not really a gamer, but I know lots of people that are. And it's one of those things that it's like, why? I'm like, because the noise drives me crazy. I don't yeah. care. They're like, but it changes. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It, it just, I can't, I can't focus on the sound and the game at the same time. Um, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. I totally get it. It is so, I don't even know the word myself. It's just so, it's like so busy. It's just so overstimulating. Busy. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. That makes sense to me. So what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, that is a really hard one as well. I, I like to say that I'm like a Jane of all trades. I like to do lots of different things. I, I 
I do lots of different things. Like I like to, I like to do crafts. I like to, um, I like to sing. I like to. Now, what kind of crafts do you like to do? I do everything from working with resin to doing bead stuff to um, making, I've made homemade scent satchets for my child. Um, So I'm assuming you have no idea what that means. Um, They're like little, usually like square or rectangle pieces of fabric that I sew together with either oats or rice. It's like those heat up packs, but instead of just leaving them just like whatever, um, I do dried herbs inside them of different scents. Um, And I originally came up with the idea because my child loves the scent of star anise, the like licorice scent. I love it. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) But um, so I was like, you know what? You're you're having sensory issues right now. I'm going to make this for you. You you need that scent to ground you. Perfect. I'll do it. Um, So I have a bunch of different loose herbs at home that I just randomly just put together to make different things. I also have dabbled in gardening. Um, I've dabbled in construction a little bit. Um, <laughs> I am not a good good painter at all. I used to draw all the time, but I cannot paint to save my soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, are you talking about painting on a camera? Like paint brushes, yes. Wow. So um, if, I, if I said to you, what profession would you not like to try? <laughs> Oh, there's a plethora of professions I would not like to try. Um, I do not think that I would be very good at being a politician or a lawyer, or I don't think I also would be very good at being an EMT, to be honest. My dad was an EMT for a while, and I am very empathetic, and I don't think I mentally would be able to handle it. Um, just in the sense that I just care so much about people and I don't know if I could handle seeing them in situations where they weren't okay. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Not to that extent. Like I've had incidences obviously with participants where, you know, they've fallen and gotten cut or whatever and had to file incident reports, but it's different. It's very it's much different. It is very different. I, I'm not good with blood. So that, that EMT would be totally out of the question for me or a hospital nurse, anything like that would be not good. <laughs> but I value the people who do the work that I can't, that I know that I can't. Absolutely. I agree with you more. It's okay. not an easy job. And they really are heroes in their own right, in their own ways, whether they are the person who is filling medicine requests, or they are the person that is stitching people together, or the person who's waking up at two in the morning because of the fact that they have to make sure that the ambulance is fully stocked. Like there's so many different things of different parts of the jobs that we, I think sometimes people take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That they just don't see. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So my last question is, Chrissy, what would you like your legacy to be? What would you like people to remember about you or 
um, how would you like to be, how would you like them to remember you? I would like to be remembered by, I'd like to be remembered by my passion for making people know the people that have been ignored. I am the underdogs cheerleader. I will, if you have a cause that is close to my heart in any way, which is most things, most things are close to my heart because I care so much. I care too much sometimes, but I believe that there are so many people and so many causes that are just ignored because, oh, well, I've heard of that, or I don't know what that is, or it doesn't affect my life. It does though. You don't know if you're going to end up having a child that has cerebral palsy, or you don't know if you are going to end up in some kind of accident where you lose your sight. You don't know if the person who moves in next door to you has severe ADHD or has some kind of sensory processing disorder or has addiction that is also, a, it's also a disability as well, which people don't see as a disability a lot of the time. Or if they, I had heard about this woman that one day she just slowly started losing her sight in like rapid succession. And I'm like, I don't know what I would do. Um, I mean, you also don't know, what if your best friend got dementia? What would you do? Right. How would you feel if you knew that you had no resources, right. no one to say, you know what? We're here for you. Right. Let me help you help them. Yep. Um, or, you know, genetic things. There's so many genetic things that you don't even know, that you've never heard of. There's an entire website called rarediseases.org that has hundreds of rare diseases all over the world that are not known by the general public because they're too busy focusing on X or Y or football players playing games or just living their daily lives. And I don't, I don't blame them for living their daily lives. I don't. But for me, this is my daily life. I didn't realize how much this work would mean to me until I got, until I got that phone call where my friend was like, Hey, I just started this job. I think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> and I realized all the moments in my life that I saw the people that nobody else saw. I befriended a almost completely deaf man at a grocery store one day. I don't know sign language, but he and I together, we worked together and we're trying to communicate. I still see him randomly in the community. You know what? I talk to him every single time I see him. Nice. I don't know his name. I do not remember it, but I remember his face. And I remember that he is one of the people 
that a lot of people go, oh, he's weird, or oh, he's just disabled, or oh, I can't understand what he's saying, so I'm not going to try. And I grew up not being the person that everybody was like, oh, they're popular. I was never popular. I was never the person that everybody wanted to be my friend. I was the person that I didn't learn how to fluently read until I was 13 years old because nobody could figure out a way to teach me in a way that I could. And I ended up teaching myself how to read using manga books, which is going, literally trying to read a book backwards compared to what we do in the United States. And that's how I taught myself how to read because I couldn't look at a normal book and be able to do it. And I was too visually overstimulated by all the text. And I didn't realize exactly the extent of my own inabilities until I was in this job. And until then I was ashamed I was ashamed of the fact that it took me so long to learn how to read compared to all of my peers. And I was unaware of some of the tools that I could have been using to better myself mm -hmm. and educate others. So I, some days I am making something for work and I go, my boss's name is Pam. Pam Lowy is the director here at Great Bay. And I, so I made actually pamphlets the other day. And I was like, Pam, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I don't know which direction when you fold it, which side is supposed to be on the front. Because to me, logically, it goes from right to left. But I know that from my past, <laughs> that everything to me, my mind says it should go from right to left. I'm not dyslexic, but it's like I am perceptually dyslexic, mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's a disease or not. I've only just recently realized this is, this <laughs> might be a thing. So I've been, I'm the person that likes to find things out. So maybe one day, if you follow us on, on social media, you might see a post about being, you know, that's right visually dyslexic, but not dyslexic in the sense that all of your letters are backwards. I don't know. But um, I want to make sure that everybody, the underappreciated are heard and seen. Well, I think, um, I think you're in the right place at the right time um, for that. Um, you seem to be very passionate about what you do and how important it is for you to hear and listen and um, see everyone around you. So for that, I thank you. And I also want to thank you for being my guest today. You, you, for been, um, you brought up some such great things um, to share with our listeners. And I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your life with us and, and giving us a a little sneak peek at who you are and how you got to where you are. Um, and I can only see bigger and better things for you in the future in the field that you're in. So congratulations and thank you. Thank uh, you. And thank you for having me. I really uh, appreciate that as well. 
is that could you share the website um with yep. our listeners so if they wanted to get in touch with great Bay services um they could phone number absolutely website um, so you can get a hold of us via our website, which is www.greatbayservices.org, or you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or um, LinkedIn and just shoot us a message. Um, and if you want to, direct, uh, to contact me directly where I'm communications and outreach, you can always contact me at C as in Chrissy. Um, Swenson, S-W-E-N-S-O-N at greatbayservices.org. Uh, that's my direct email. It would go directly to me, um, but that information is also on our website as well, that's along great. with a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you, Chrissy. Chrissy Swenson from Great Bay um, Services located in Dover, New Hampshire and in Maine. Um, great um, organization. And I just, again, want to thank you for being my guest today. I'd also like to thank our listeners. We appreciate you joining us. And um, you can find our podcast on um, our website, www.exeterarea.org. Uh, and you can find them on Apple, Google, Breakers, Spotify, iHeart, um, that's it for right now. But this is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber, signing off today. Um, please join us next time with the Chamber Buzz for Bobby. Have a great day, everyone. Bye now. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.